Well, hello again. We are finally back for the podcast. This is Will Brogan here with the boss, Ken Taylor, and of course, the doggy Hemi has joined us. Um, it's been a while since we've been in the office on consecutive days, hasn't it? It has. <laughs> I'm on the road again, as Willie Nelson would say. Right. Jeez, and getting ready to leave, uh, what, in about an hour and a half, too? Yes, headed for Indianapolis, yeah. and then headed straight for Kansas City, going to Kansas City, here I come, for uh, Isuzu and our good friend Michael Kennedy. Yeah, who was uh, the guest on what I believe was our last published podcast, I think. Yeah. A great interview. Uh, Mike, uh, I love Mike. He's always got a great sense of humor and knows the business forward and backwards, yeah. so he's definitely a... A good friend of uh, uh, commercial truck training. Yep. Uh, just a quick note, since uh, we got the hang of how to really do this and produce these now, um, just haven't really been together to be able to do them, um, we will be recording a lot of content in December while you guys are busy selling vehicles for the 179 tax code. Uh, so our content for 2019, uh, we're writing it out now. We're really excited about that, aren't we? Oh, absolutely, and and that's a whole podcast by itself, the Section 179 Tax Code, yeah, because I find out people don't approach it correctly. So well, we're going to do a podcast uh, following this one about the Section 179 and how to really uh, make an impact and sell a whole bunch of trucks. Mm-hmm. But today we're going to do something that you and I were talking about in the car yesterday. It came up on your most recent visit with uh, Laird Noller Ford outside of uh, Topeka, Kansas. And it's something that I was actually reading about in a book. I haven't finished the book yet, but just the first couple chapters was uh, quite literally eye-opening. And you'll see what I mean by that in a second. And the, the concept is likability. My new favorite word. <laughs> <laughs> you, you're very much an embodiment of that. <laughs> yeah, and I didn't even realize it, Will. <laughs> right, right. Well, and, and it's funny you say the didn't realize things because when I get to the, the point of what I was reading in this book, you'll see some things that I was doing wrong uh, all throughout my life, really, that has uh, just very quickly and experimenting with some of those lessons that I learned, uh, what a difference it makes. So why don't you get started and talk about what uh, what you want to talk about as far as likability goes. Yeah, you know, it's, it's kind of funny. I guess about a month ago, I, a young guy uh, who branded the business uh, said, uh, Ken, if you could just give me one tip, one thing that really makes a difference in this business, I said, what would it be? I said, well, it'll be the same thing that makes a difference in life. It'll be the same thing that makes a difference in your marriage and your relationship with your kids. And when I tell you, you're going to have a puzzled look on your face. And he looked at me and I said, likability. And he had a puzzled look on his face. <laughs> he said, what do you mean? I said, well, let me ask you a question. Uh, do you buy from people you don't like? He goes, well, no, absolutely not. I said, what if it's cheaper? He said, no. I said, so we're at the first step of likability. Likability has a power to it. And the power of likability is if someone likes you, they pretty much give you the opportunity <laughs> to be trusted. And notice how I said that, the opportunity to be trusted to earn trust, you have to do the right things, but that door doesn't open unless people say, you know, this is a pretty good man or woman, and I'm going to be open to hearing what they have to say. Can you imagine a sales call starting out with you being abrupt and abrasive, and you're going right into your sales pitch? We all know what's going to happen in outside sales. 
And God forbid you should ever say, if I could show you the vehicle you wanted today at the price you wanted today, (laughs) would you be willing to make a decision today? And uh, that's a good way to never, ever see a business owner again. So it starts with likability, and and that is so crucial. I want to give one example just from last month. Uh, Ed Rump and I with uh, Bud's Chrysler uh, Jeep Dodge in uh, an interesting little place, uh, Salina, Ohio. Uh, one of the largest corporations in America, Crown Equipment, is located there. And uh, the great thing about Ed, he's very likable. <laughs> and he got us an appointment with the uh, fleet manager. And very nice guy. His name was Ben. And we started the conversation off not talking about trucks. I noticed behind his desk there was a picture of a young lady playing volleyball. I pretty well assumed that was not his wife. <laughs> So I didn't say, is that your wife? Uh, and I didn't even say, is that your daughter? I said, well, I said, that is an interesting picture. I'm sure there's a story behind it. I start things out that have no way of being misconstrued. I could have said, is that a relative? Is it this? Is it that? I just said, hey, that's a very interesting picture. I'm sure there's a story behind it. He said, yeah, that's my daughter. Uh, she goes to Purdue University. She's a 4.0 student. She's a freshman. She's really excited. She's a great volleyball player. She's going to be playing for Purdue. And he spent at least 10 to 15 minutes talking about his daughter. Yeah, you light the match and then let them turn it into wildfire. Yeah, I did. I said, wow. I said, well, you know, my background is coaching, so that's very fascinating to me. Uh, That's called a, uh, I hope you ask me a question statement. So when I said, yeah, you know, I used to be a coach, I'm waiting for him to reply. So I was silent. He said, really, what did you coach? I said, well, I coached football and track, and I was also an athletic director said, really, where? And he started asking me questions. And you see where we're going here, the likability starting. I took an interest in him, so what did he do, Will? He took an interest in you. Absolutely. With probably the unconscious um, thought of trying to find common ground, which was obvious in that scenario. Absolutely. And that's really what we're after. How do we connect? Well, that connected us. His daughter being in athletics, him, him being involved in her life, obviously, and then my connection with athletics, so that was what we call a connecting point. Mm-hmm. And the more connecting points you create, the better opportunity you have on sales. Most people think it's all about the detail of the sales call. No, it's about opening their mind up to even hear what you have to say. And even then, we never give sales presentations. We always give interactive presentations where we're asking the right questions. Right. Um, the the book that I mentioned because it fits into all the things that you just said, but also um, for any of you that have been to our boot camp, you guys are going to be nodding your heads in a second. Uh, Neuro linguistic programming. Talk about it a lot with uh, I think it's the CIA, DEA, whatever the initial organizations are. Um, in this case, it's a book called The Like Switch, L I K E, not Light. Um, and it's by a former FBI agent named Marvin Carlins. Uh, I'm sorry, I'm reading this on the computer because the actual copy of the book is at my house. Um, we were turned on by this book by one of our boot campers earlier this year. Yeah. And both read it. And right away, <laughs> within the first, I don't know, 20, 30 pages, um, I had realized something that I had done wrong my entire life. <laughs> and that was... In whether it be school, business, whatever, I've always, for whatever reason, had 
a hyper-focused look on my face when I'm walking someplace, like in the airport or anything like that. And just in reading the, uh, the details that the guy talks about with how you place your eyebrows shows whether or not you are a friend or a foe to other people who are evaluating you in their physical space. There's obviously a lot more to it, but I'm breaking it down into just a couple sentences. And so after reading that, we were in Atlanta's airport, and I think you were going probably to meet Ricky and go up to your cabin, and I was going back home to Jacksonville, and just decided to kind of play with that concept, because you're obviously going to see a lot of people in an airport. And, you know, having that hyper-focused you know, focused look on my face, like I'm trying to get somewhere, and I'm busy, and get out of my way, and no one really gives you the time of day with their face. It's all just like, move on, get out of this guy's way. But when you look as if you're just a snap of the finger away from wanting to smile, how many people look at you and almost want to smile back? And just that little bit of body language and that approach to other people was really eye-opening in reading this book. And that concept, when you project it out to the stuff that you talk about a lot, is is yes. huge. It's, it's wanting to be open to the information that other people can provide. Yeah, absolutely. And to find that common ground and to find, you know, to start the know, like, and trust process, which, by the way, he mentions those words exactly in that book. <laughs> well, you know, it's fascinating, Will, because uh, yeah, what you just described is called mirroring and yes, matching. Yes, yes. And it made matching. me also think of the blue cards that we pass out, too, the personality style yeah, the personality and, and cards, all that yeah. stuff. That, because, uh, you know, it, it's amazing when I'm asking, well, this week is a prime example. I was at Laird Nuller Ford. And with uh, Tracy Oliverius and uh, Ed Cremano, and Ed is the ultimate relationship guy, mm-hmm. and Tracy's really picking up and doing a great job. Uh, we were at lunch with a real estate agent, and I asked uh, Tracy uh, if there's any new contacts he had as his networking group. He said, "Yeah, I've been a, a young real estate guy, a really fascinating guy. He's originally from China, and uh, he's already sent me some referrals." And right there is something for everybody to learn. Everybody knows somebody mm-hmm. who knows somebody. <laughs> so this guy has already sent him commercial prospects. One of them has bought. And he's a real estate agent, but he's a very high-end real estate agent who deals with, ah, business owners. <laughs> uh, so I asked, I said, sit up lunch and let's meet this guy. So I did. But the whole pr- first part of the conversation was me asking questions. Uh, Will knows what I do on airplanes. If someone sits next to me, which they always do because they're always full flights these days, I always uh, say, hey, how you doing? I'm very friendly. And they say, oh, doing well. And super, uh, are you going, going home, home or are you leaving? leaving? Yeah. yeah, and it starts a whole conversation. I did this last week, and lo and behold, the guy next to me was headed for London. Nice. Why was he headed to London? Oh, last week. Ah, uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> okay, go ahead. The Jacksonville Jaguars yep. are playing in London, and I asked the obvious question. Really? Wow. So, are you connected with the Jaguars? He said, "Yeah, I'm the chief marketing officer." No kidding. CMO, chief marketing officer. What a great title for the Jaguars. Hmm. A young guy, very enthusiastic. Played football at Rice University. Okay. Uh, and has been with several sports organizations, and he is considered one of the experts in marketing. Uh, So we hooked up and had a great conversation. We got into my connection with Tim Tebow, 
and talked about you know what they plan to do on uh, with the Jaguars. But I just kept asking him questions, and it's funny. I did the same thing with a real estate agent. Tell me, how in the world did you get from China to the U.S.? Right. And he told me his whole story. Ended up at Arkansas State. Of course, I know that's in Jonesboro because I've taken kids to the pole vault camp okay, there sure. for Earl Bell. And we talked about that. We talked about his family. Uh, we spent a good 30 minutes letting him talk about himself. And then he automatically, as they always do, started asking me questions. And we got into that and my coaching background. And it was just a great conversation. Got a great email from him. Uh, and he said, hey, I'm, you know, I'm going to take care of Tracy. And so, again, there's a, there's a problem. The more people you meet and the more people you create, the likability factor. So now is a good time to talk about what are the key factors in creating likability. Let's hear it. <laughs> Number one, uh, read the other person. Determine, are they ready for a conversation? Do they want to talk to you? Uh, you've got to really determine that because if you start asking questions and they're not in that mood, you, you actually irritate them. Right. So that's why I ask an intro question. Hey, you coming home or leaving? Uh, going home. And then they put earphones on. Mm-hmm. They tell me right away that, you know, okay, leave this guy alone. And I do. I don't bother them. Uh, he does. I've seen it. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, we'll be at a restaurant. Some guy's got a logo shirt on that's walking by. And I'll stop and say, excuse me, what company is that? And by their answer, you know, if it's real abrupt, I let them walk on. If it's not, oh, gosh, it's so-and-so. Really? So what do you guys do? And we start a conversation. And it's happened so many times. Uh, if there are police officers sitting together, uh, at a restaurant or a donut shop, mm-hmm. as they're often accused of gathering, uh, I walk up and say, gosh, I just want to thank you guys so much. You, you do so much for the community, and, and you don't get enough credit. That starts it out on a positive, and we get into c- conversations about their vehicles, how they like it, what they don't like, who makes the decisions. Uh, I got was in outside of Houston, Texas, and, and made connection with the chief of police for this town, and he gave us an appointment that afternoon. So all of that is part of likability. So make sure that they're open to the conversation. And when they are, very important from a body language standpoint and from a verbal standpoint, take a sincere interest. Yes. A sincere interest. So I ask questions with a little bit of enthusiasm. Just like with Chen, who we met this week, the... Uh, uh, real estate agent from China, who, by the way, focused on high-end houses, so he's doing very, very well. Um, I asked in a very nice way, Shin, I am just so curious. How in the world did you end up in the United States? I could have said, uh, so you lived in China. How did you get here? <laughs> <laughs> you know? So showing sincere interest. And part of that was what Will said. It was eye contact, body contact. I was sitting right next to him, but I was turned around Mm -hmm. making good eye contact, smiling, shaking my head. So he knew I was really interested in what he had to say. Right, yeah, you're truly engaging with him versus just asking the questions for the purpose of asking Uh, the questions. So, yeah, so, you know, read the person, then have questions that get into their favorite radio station. W-I-I-F-M. Tune in right now, folks. W-I-I-F-M obviously is what's in it for me, meaning the the person you're talking with. Right. And so, you know, he loved telling his story, and he got real excited once he started telling the story, and I asked a lot more questions. Um, 
it's very important to show that interest. So you've got the interest. If you ask enough questions, they start asking you questions. Right. And you better have good answers or more questions. Right. Uh, he asked me, well, gosh, Ken, so t- what exactly do you do? And I used the same word track I always use. I said, well, I help dealerships like Laird Noller uh, really uh, do great uh, service to their commercial customers, taking all the headaches out of their vehicles so the customers can focus on what they do best, and that's run and grow their business. So in essence, we're not just selling a truck. We're helping them any way we can to add value, whether connecting them with other people like we're doing today, mm-hmm. uh, or uh, freeing them up to focus on their business. He said, really? So how do you do that? So it just naturally flowed the questions in reverse. And then I asked him a question. I said, well, how often do you think a business is too busy to bring a truck in for service? He said, well, I'm sure it happens a lot. I said, all the time. I said, so one of the things we do is we create a system where we'll take a loaner to them, pick their truck up, and bring it in for service and take it back to them. His response was, wow, I've never heard of that before. I said, well, it's one of the things that sets Laird Noller apart. Mm -hmm. So you can see what we're doing. We're building value, but we're building it in a likable way right. where it's an interactive conversation. No one's dominating. Then I turned the conversation back to him. Hey, uh, Chen, tell me about your family. And he's got young kids, uh, very, very wonderful wife. He was very positive about their relationship. Uh, and by the way, he was from Shanghai in China and spoke fluent English uh, with uh, like he'd been here all his life. So you can tell him, very intelligent guy. Mm-hmm. So that was such a positive uh, sentiment thank you card, as I always do. And that's part of the likability, too. Uh, do the things that no one else does to grow relationships. I didn't mention trucks. I didn't mention cars. All I said was, Chen, it was so great to hear your story. I am so impressed with everything you've accomplished. You know, Kudos to you and your family. Guess what? I got an email, uh, you know, just uh, today, and it was him saying, "Ken, thanks so much. Gosh, I enjoyed meeting you. If there's anything I can ever do for you, just please let me know." Yeah. So again, what are we doing? We're likability leads to our next step. It's called trust. People like you; they tend to trust you and give you an opportunity. An opportunity never comes without trust. No one's going to say, hey, quote me a vehicle, unless they trust you. Trust leads to a deeper relationship. And we're talking personal relationship. If all you have is a business relationship, guess what? As soon as that uh, customer finds a better deal, they're gone. Right. If you've got a personal relationship, they stay with you. So, uh, So those are the steps. And then comes the hard part, Will. Maintaining the relationship. Yep. Uh, we ask our dealers to do something and our commercial sales consultants. Create a top 20. And that top 20 are the businesses that can most influence your success. That falls in several categories. Some of those are what we call connectors. Uh, a great book for everybody to read is The Tipping Point by Malcolm Gladwell, my favorite business author, as well as The Outliers. I actually set the book down I mentioned earlier to start reading The Tipping Point. 
And he talks about connectors. Connectors are people that love to refer. Mm-hmm. You sell somebody a truck, and right away they go, Hey, Will, i got a guy you need to meet. He's probably going to be in the market. They give you referrals because they live and die, and they have their self-worth by helping other people. Mm-hmm. And your connectors immediately go into your top 20, and you call and stay in touch every single month, either by email, by phone, or, or in person. Uh, the other connectors are our best customers, the ones that have the largest fleets, and also the smaller ones that really buy every vehicle from us. They would never use anyone else. And that's our top 20. When I say top 20, it could be 30, could be 10, could be 12. I just use that term top 20. That list should be looked at every Sunday night or Monday morning, and you make a decision, who am I going to touch this week? And then we do that. I'm, I do it just by calling on the phone. I might call uh, John Fox, the uh, head of training at Chrysler, and have a conversation with him. Uh, I called uh, Tim Tesmer at Chrysler a couple of weeks ago just to say hi. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's amazing what comes out of those calls. It's just absolutely amazing. Um, you've got to be in touch. And that's what sustains likability. And then when someone, when you stay in touch, if you don't stay in touch, here's what happens. Someone says, yeah, you know, my truck's really gone. I probably need to look at another one. So, oh, okay, that's good. If you stay in touch, it says, when someone says, hey, my truck's on the blink. I'm probably going to have to buy a new one. Hey, I got a guy. Mm-hmm. What you want to be able to, people to say about you is, I have a guy or I have a gal. That means you are their truck person. Right. You're not just a truck person. <clears throat> And with the best of the best, that's what they do. They build those powerful relationships. Uh, and I have that with you know so many people in this industry that I consider very personal friends. One of my closest personal friends in the industry is Mike Stubbs uh, at, uh, in Plano, Texas. Mike is a dynamic uh, sales guy. He's a great leader, and he has built uh, – everywhere he goes, he builds success. And that's the kind of people you want to be around. In fact, I've asked Mike about doing a podcast. Yeah. <laughs> and so we definitely, he, he's got a lot of words of wisdom. So there's just a lot of opportunity out there. If you create. The wow factor. Yeah. You create likability. Yep. You got it. Yep. So, and we'll mention the wow factor. The wow factor is doing the unexpected. Uh, we live by saying here at Commercial Truck Training, the road to the extra mile is never crowded. That means very few people are thinking in terms of what else can I do? How can I wow this customer? How can I bring more value to the table? And there's so many ways to do it. And that's a whole different podcast by itself, creating value. And that's that saying in and of itself is why we named the podcast The Extra Mile. There you go. That right there. And that was Will's idea. <laughs> Kudos to Will. He's he's the marketing genius. I just go, yeah, Will, that sounds good. <laughs> Let's do that. <laughs> so, and that's likability, Will. I'll have to tell the true story of how that really came about one day. It's, there's nothing wrong with it, but it's, uh, it's, we're already hitting the, the end here. But I do, I want to add one more point to this. Sure. Because you are, again, you're a great example of this. Um, I've got a, a really good friend of mine. He was in my wedding. Uh, his name's Sam. Uh, he is a civil engineer in Mankato, Minnesota. We play football together. Sam is the type of guy that when you're with him, which usually for the two of us, it's playing golf, 
he will ask you every question under the sun, and it's all about you and your life. And when you get done, like when I get done playing golf with him, I feel like I didn't learn anything new about Sam because he just keeps asking stuff about me, which is it's, it's kind of unnatural for me. But at the same time, he exudes that likability because he shows so much interest in what you're doing. And coach, you're very much that way. But the reason why I say that is because I'm sure every single person that hears this has that person who is that Sam in their life that they can think about what that person means to them and try to embody those characteristics to help with the, the likability concept. So I just want to make sure I threw that in there so Very that good. You know, you, somebody could be thinking about their living example in their everyday life or you know, when you talk to that person weekly, monthly, whatever it is, but you know who that person is in your life to think about, hey, I should model myself after X in this case oh absolutely you know and you can think of guys you know things that come to mind again when I think about likability I think uh, Michael Kennedy uh, <laughs> of uh, Isuzu USA Mike it just exudes it and does a great job uh, great sense of humor very self-deprecating you know he, he loves making fun of himself uh, which he doesn't need to be because he's, he's incredible at what he does and I can go on and on about all these people that we interact with that right. have the likability factor so if you want to grow your business, start out with likability. And we're writing an article on that, by the way, Will, and I'll have it finished up in the next day, and it'll be probably one of our next uh, motivational moments. There you go. Sounds good. Super. Guys, thanks for joining us. Uh, Will, thanks for bringing up the topic. Yeah. And it's exciting. And as Will said, we're going to be doing a lot more of these in December. And here's an open invitation. Anybody that says, Ken, could you do something on... X. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, let us know. I mean, we pretty much, after doing this for almost 20 years, just in, in automotive and the commercial side, we've pretty well seen it all. And, yeah, and, and don't I, be afraid to get specific with those either. Absolutely. Because the more detail we can get, the better, uh, you know, the more deep yeah. we can get into something. Yeah, because, you know, one of the ones I get out, hey, Ken, you know, here's a company that we used to do business with, but uh, we, we screwed up. What do we do? That's going to be a great podcast. I've got a real live example recently where we recovered a customer for a dealership, mm -hmm. and it's now become uh, one, of best one of their best yeah. customers and gave us an incredible testimonial from the owner. Yeah. So, all right, Will, that's all I've got. That's it. We'll be back soon for another one, hopefully sooner rather than later this time. <laughs> Thanks, everybody. Take care.